We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. We put out an ask on our Instagram page to our community, asking you to be the host by sending us in questions. And a question that comes up again and again in many forms is how to get your kids outside, how to inspire your kids who want to get outside. Welcome to today's show where we're going to chat all about inspiring you to get outside. Hello, ladies. Hi. So nice to be back. Hello. We probably ask this to every single person that comes on the podcast because, I mean, all our kids are pretty young at this point, but as they get up, especially into their teen years, there might get a point where they don't want to come on these adventures and these fun ideas we have for them. So we always ask people, what do they do to get their kids outside when they don't want to go outside? So some tips we get a lot of time is really starting them young, which I know all of us have done. It's easy for us to say because we have young kids that we got outside right at the beginning. So if you have older kids and you're looking back in hindsight saying, I wish I did that, it doesn't mean you still can't start, but starting them young is definitely helpful from the kid's mindset and then also from the parent's mindset to make it not seem as challenging. Well, and also I think too, that it's not only about like, oh, I got to get my kid outside and it's this forced thing. It's more of that organic love for the outdoors. If you're a parent that truly loves outdoors, you're kind of spreading that love and passion and your child can really feel that you love that. And they start to go, oh, okay. And they're like opening up to it. And then especially, I mean, for us, yes, we did start them young for sure, but just sharing your love and your passion with the outdoors. And if you're not that outdoor person where you don't really like the outdoors and what have you, they are picking up on that energy. So it's all about trying to foster, find what you do love about the outdoors and try to share that with your child is one of, uh, is a something that I would say would inspire your child to go outside more. And the listeners today too, with the older kids, I think it's with the nice thing about having older kids and trying new things is that they get to choose right? So they can, if you want to try to get your kids starting to go do more things out, outdoors, then then they have a say in what they want to try because they're old enough to communicate with that, that with you, which is pretty cool. You guys, I think that Turner is going to be like, he's going to start talking and then he's going to be like, oh, I want to go play baseball with my daddy. And then mama's not going to have her hiking partner anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness. You might be going to play way more baseball than hiking. <laughs> exactly. I might just be taking up baseball and learning all, of, all about baseball. 
Well, I know not everyone agrees on this because some people think, you know, you're the parent, you make the choice what you guys are going to do and then you go do it. So, but if you give even a young kid those two options, I'm kind of a fan of that. Like, do you want to go on a hike today or do you want to go on a bike today? You know, <laughs> what do you think about that? is so important because then they're in control of that adventure for sure. They get to choose. Choices are so, so important. And I think- then you have the days where they're like, I don't want to do either. I don't want to go outside. Oh. We're in that stage right now sometimes. <laughs> and you know what? Okay. That means, okay, we're not going to go in the mountains today. You know, usually the bike pump track wins every time. So like you saying with baseball, that's where I've been spending a lot more of my time lately is at the pump track. <laughs> But, you know, if I, they don't want to do it and they don't want to do anything, then okay, let's go outside and blow bubbles. When your child, like when they're just like the outdoors, it, it, we're not going outside today. We're, we're not having it. And for you, have you ever, A, like forced your child to be like, actually, we are going outside and then B, almost regretted it when you're on that adventure where it's really not what you thought it would be at all? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example of that. I'd say definitely over this past winter, I was really just feeling it with COVID and it being less light outside and miserably cold and still wanting to get outdoors and do things. I'd say I definitely, there was a couple of times I probably pushed it when I should have not. And then you're kind of mid hike being like, okay, yeah, no, maybe this was a bad idea today. And I need to remember that this was supposed to be fun. And the reason why we're out here doing this, not to complete the hike and get to the end, but just to be out here having fun. And then the second I changed that mental attitude for me, then suddenly I remember that, hey, I want to be having fun too. I don't want to be out here fighting with you guys. So like, I'll pick up a ball of snow and chuck it at Jackson. And, and suddenly he's like, hey, and then he goes, sees the grin on my face and he realizes what I'm trying to do. And then it turns into like a big snowball fight. And we're just like, using trees to duck behind and then we're just out there playing and having fun and just changing how the day is going to end up. So I think that's a very important thing that you just said there. And just to our listeners, like not forcing adventures necessarily. Like, yes, we always want to inspire and encourage to go outside, but it's also, you know what, some days just aren't outside days. It's all about bringing the outdoors inside in some cases. Yeah. And we've had so many great people that have talked about this, but I know MJ when he was on, as well as John, when he was on. Okay. Well, MJ talked about, remember the point of it. The point is of it is to be fun. So it's not foreseen as in, okay, well, we have to do this, this, and this exactly like this. It can be, okay, well, we just wanted to get outside as a family. So even in your example, Cindy, you weren't saying, okay, you don't want to go to the mountains. Well, instead we're just going to, I know we use this example a lot, go inside and watch TV. You're saying, okay, we'll go outside and blow bubbles then. We're, we're going to change our perspective, but we're still going to do it. And then John, when he was on the podcast, talked about how he said, okay, well, we committed to this because let's say you're going to go meet up with friends for a hike or to go skiing or something like that. Well, we made this commitment. So we're going to do it. You don't have to feel great about it, but let's try and find the fun in it. And then usually they're going to get out there and they're going to have fun anyways. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I loved how he talked about to recording them having fun so yeah. that when they're not having fun, you can play back that recording and be like, well, this was you last week and you were I, having fun then and really enjoyed it. I'm hundred percent doing that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I feel and like then when we had we had Tanya on the podcast too. She was talking about bringing other friends along, and then if there's other kids there, then usually your kid just wants to do whatever you guys are doing because they're stoked to be hanging out with their friends. Another thing too is all about accepting that emotion sometimes, right? Where you are out on your adventure, and there are going to be emotions, and just kind of overcoming those emotions in the moment, and maybe not pressing forward to the end destination but accepting them as they are and being present fantastic yeah so just to kind of summarize those things we'll put this all in our show notes but we talked about starting kids young accepting the emotion letting them choose what they want to do outside making it fun playing games throwing the snowballs at them (laughs) and then having people join along so family friends or friends of your kids exactly Oh, and I think we should also add in there because this gets brought up a lot and you love it, Adri, the hammock yes. <laughs> of playing games for going on hikes or, or going camping or whatnot, packing a hammock, but it doesn't even need to be a hammock. It could be anything that is fun for your kids. So maybe the hike is more fun because they know at the end they get to hang out in the hammock, right? Absolutely. Okay. So let's change this up a little bit and we were getting a bunch of questions about how to get outside if your kid is recovering from a serious injury there is a bunch of injuries that we've talked about in the past if they have a broken leg or they had head trauma obviously we have to express that we're not doctors so we can't say what is safe for every individual to do so they need to talk to their doctor and know their child and understand what they are capable of and in what capacity they can do these things but from us just talking about it in a general overview we can discuss some things about like starting small for example so I'm all about small adventures but maybe just literally stepping into your backyard if you have the luxury of having a backyard or stepping out onto your deck or stepping out the front door. So you're just getting fresh air. <laughs> yeah. And I think depending on the injury, you could also get creative too. So, you know, putting your kid in a wagon, if it's safe and not too bumpy for depending what their injury is, or is there a way to wrap up the injury? Like if they have a, a cast on their arm or something and they want to go to a, a spray park or they want to go canoeing, but, or something with water, what do you do? Well, maybe you can wrap a plastic bag over top of it to help keep it dry. Things like that. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And I am so in love with grounding and earthing right now. I want to do a whole podcast on that topic because I think there's so many benefits to it. I feel like kids in general and all humans really are wanting to be outside. So even the fact that we need to now try and get our kids outside is kind of wild because it shows how disconnected we become from earth, right? So I really love grounding, earthing. It really is just meaning touching the earth. So if that's with your bare feet or that's with your hands or something, but that's a way that you can be accessible. Even if you have an injury and you need to carry your kid outside, but just so they can be sitting on the grass or they can be even touching the cement, even like if it's winter, you can ground in your garage. If you have the privilege of having a garage that's unsealed, you can just be touching that ground and that will ground you okay after you put your grounding 
info on your stories, Lauren. I actually got asked some questions from some of my friends just, yeah, just saying like, okay, can you give us the lowdown on what's happening with the grounding? Like, so a couple of the questions, like one was like the grounding mat, is that the same thing as going outside? If you're going to go on your grounding mat or if you're going to go out on your grass, for example, do you mind giving like a quick update on what that would be? Yeah. So once again, I'm not an expert, but I'm just someone that's very passionate about grounding. (laughs) The idea is that it is equivalent because you are connecting the mat to the grounding outlet. So you are being grounded the same way. So the benefits and they've done studies, the benefits are the same. I would say that if you can, the best is actually getting outside because you're experiencing the benefit of grounding, but you're also experiencing the the mental benefit of being in nature and the fresh air and all of those other things that go with it. But if you're just talking about the actual grounding that happens to your bodies, it should be the same. Okay. And then what is like the biggest change in your own body, if you don't mind sharing, uh, from you going on your grounding mat? Like what have you noticed the most? Okay. So my biggest takeaway, like instant takeaway was back pain because I, I've always had a little bit of issues with my back since my car accident in 2011, (laughs) but since having Collins, then sometimes I would get flare ups because I wear her so much or, you know, as moms, you're always holding your baby and probably not the best positions. I'm always breastfeeding and not the best positions. We bed share. So I'm always in these wild positions. And yeah, since daily grounding, I have not had any, almost no back pain and I've had no flare ups. And if I have a day where I kind of feel like, oh, something might be off, I'll just do extra grounding (laughs) that day and I'm instantly better. So that's the biggest one, but I have so many other things. (laughs) Like, I love this so much because you're saying too, just going outside. So going and finding grass and like that can help your back pain essentially. Yes. So I take off my shoes and I stand there and, or walk around in it and all of that. But for some people that don't like the feeling of it on their feet, they can use different parts of the body. It just has to be your bare skin or it doesn't actually, it doesn't even have to be your bare skin. If someone else is grounded and you touch them, then you can be grounded. Or if your dog is grounded and you touch your dog, you can be grounded. Beautiful. Okay. That's really, that's really great too. So someone can get those benefits. They don't necessarily have to purchase the grounding mat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think the grounding mat's great because you can get more time being grounded. Like I sleep on mine when I'm teaching here. Now I have a grounding mat so that my feet can be on it. So especially if you're at a desk and you're sitting a lot, that's a good one. But yeah, I think just if you can do, oh, I was going to say, you know, winter, you might not be, even though there there are ways to ground in winter outside, Mats can be really great for winter too. So I like the combo, but I'm going to have to look into this. This is great. Thank you. Okay. Now (laughs) on that note with grounding too, even a technique that I talk to with my patients is imagining yourself like a tree and your toes are the roots and your body is the tree. And you can imagine it any way you want. I just personally like to pick trees because they're strong and tall, but also flexible. And I think as a parent, that's my mantra anyways, is be flexible, be flexible, be flexible. And I'll just breathe and repeat this to myself. Um, But that, it doesn't happen overnight, but I find just mentally picturing this, I'm standing there, my toes are, and even if I'm not 
in the ground, like, and sorry, if my feet aren't like in the soil, I'll picture them like my toes are spreading down into the soil and literally grabbing on, literally grounding myself in my visualization and then coming up and the strength and energy coming up from the earth and just coming into these branches and just having that, giving me that breath is instantly grounding as well. Yes. I love and so that. for parents listening, I think when you're in a situation that the kids are maybe being a little bit overbearing, you're frustrated, you're just feeling like everything's just a little bit too much, open the door, boot those kids outside <laughs> if it's safe to do so in your area. Go out with them too. It's great for everybody. You get that fresh air, get that sunshine. It it changes immediately. Like you really notice that dynamic shift when your kids are pent up in the house all day, fighting with each other if they're siblings to now going outside. It's just like you see that that shift. Well, and the other reason I wanted to talk about grounding actually, as we are talking about these injuries, is that okay, so one of the huge things about grounding and this is just us being one with the earth, is that it helps inflammation. So inflammation impacts so many aspects of our life, but especially if you have injuries, there's likely to be inflammation in different parts of your bodies. They've done studies on people in wheelchairs that ground, that then find that the inflammation in their bodies is reduced significantly. So yeah, if your kid is not able to get outside for any reason, on their own, but you're able to physically pick them up and take them outside and they can be one with the earth and sitting in the grass or touching a part of the earth. I think that would be so beneficial. I love that. And not just for kids with injuries, but kids with disabilities. Yes. To people who need assistance. It's great for everybody who can just get outside. Absolutely. Yes. I need to look more into this, into this grounding mat and the benefits of it. Yes, I could talk about it all day. Spark <laughs> something magical, Laura. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, okay, so then, okay, like when we were on, well, we're on Instagram a lot. So we got a message back in the winter and this little boy had broken his leg and he was super adventurous and outdoorsy. You remember probably Lauren this. And I remember being so brokenhearted for this family being like, they had asked us like, well, what do you do when, when you know, a child's injured? And I was like, I actually don't know. We're going to put some info out to our community on a story and see if another family has had a similar issue and if they can share and shed some light on what to do. And, and the next day they had that little boy out on a sled. He was hiking again and he was getting pulled on the sled and the smile on his face. And they sent us a thank you for putting that out to our following. And I was like, it's truly the least we can do at Kids Who Explore, but it was so beautiful to see that. And it also, it, it really hurt to think like, oh my gosh, I guess, you know, our babies like for Turner, he's going to get older and I'm sure he's going to have injuries in that being outside playing and maybe he'll be involved in sports. So yeah, it's definitely one of those things to get some creative ideas. Um, but also I think to set limits where, you know, maybe it's coloring a picture of the outdoors and staying in, maybe it is watching kind of an outdoor themed movie and about talking about getting out into the outdoors again, and maybe not always going beyond your front doors in some cases in those early days of healing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. We've shared some great ideas before from different people in our community about how you can bring the outdoors in as well. So you shed some light on some great ones, reading books about nature. If you can collect leaves and rocks from your yard, perhaps, and bringing those in to do crafts with. So anything to just 
get your kid excited about nature. Yes, exactly. And what about for people that don't have kids? I love so much that there's people on Kids Who Explore who don't have kids and are asking these questions. That makes my heart so happy. But what if they want to get out with people with kids or they want to help kids in some way? So can we talk about that? Absolutely, we can. Um, yeah, so you can, I believe you can connect with, um, I mean, people obviously that have kids are always like looking for an extra helping hand. Um, maybe, maybe not with the COVID times, but generally it's like other moms are really wanting that kind of assistance and, and connecting with a friend, um, I would say would be a good one to start and, um, kind of like share your friend's kids in a way, if that makes sense on adventures. And there's lots of local groups like here in Calgary, we have like women's groups. That's all about getting outdoors and that kind of thing. And, and there's other inclusive groups as well. That's not just limited to women, but we had talked about that. Laura, what episode was that number again? The outdoor adventure, the bonus episode, I believe was all about connecting to local adventure groups. So you can check that one out for more details on that. And anyone who's taking their kids on adventures would love a helping hand. Like you said, I know when I was hiking with my mom in the summer, it was really nice that, okay, my mom would carry more of the physical load and I would carry the carry the baby load. <laughs> yes. Yes. As a parent on the trails, often solo with multiple children, I appreciate my friends so much who want to come and hike with me because my kids are just too heavy now for me to carry both of them at the same time. And I, I will still do it, but I can't go the distance that I used to be able to go carrying both of them. So if a friend comes along and can like piggyback, piggyback one of my children for me, it's so helpful. Literally. So as a parent, reach out to us because we appreciate it. <laughs> well, this is like one of the things, even with COVID, I'm like, honestly, if I could just pick up a friend and we could like drive to the mountains together and like have a coffee on the drive and have that like adult conversation and and all those things and also just have help like with getting ready like it's chaos trying to get Turner into his carrier and ready for a hike but if you have another set of hands and some support it just it's like oh what kind of adventure is this like it's just so relaxing right like it's not just like a one-man show over here so <laughs> absolutely and I'm sure there's volunteering opportunities like big brothers, big sisters, that kind of thing. Is there anything else you guys can think of? Mm. <laughs> Good question. I, I was a big sister for many years. So I'm trying to think of other organizations because I really just did that one. Mm. I mean, you could become a leader maybe at 4-H or Girl Guides. Do you have to be a parent to be? We had, we had leaders and there's roles in 4-H I would say that you can be involved in that you don't have to be a parent I think in some clubs the leadership they'll have like a parent but um 4-H is just there's so many there's a diversity of activities and stuff like there's like the public speaking and a lot of the different things to teach so yeah that's a really good one Laura's 4-H to get involved in for sure okay so we're not experts on that front but that no. sparks something in, in people to look up different ways that they can volunteer and get involved if they want to help kids adventure yes yeah, so or anybody listening today maybe they can reach out and give us some advice yes <laughs> that's awesome yeah. well then let's do our final questions i'm going to ask you cindy what's a piece of advice you can share to help families get outside i would say be kind to yourself 
Don't get caught up in the family mountain summits you see posted on Instagram. If today means you're getting outside and you're playing with chalk on the sidewalk or with a water table on the deck, that's totally great. That's 100% okay. If that's what works for you today, that's great. But be kind to yourself and remember that that's okay. Yes. Amen to that. What's one of your top recommendations right now? So we recently just discovered these water balloons that it's called bunch of balloons and you can screw the whole balloon set onto your onto your hose or the outlet for the hose and it blows up it fills up all the balloons at once so you'll get like over 20 balloons filled up at one time so there's no longer like standing there filling up one balloon tying it up and the next one it does like over 20 balloons at once and then it's already has a little elastic at the top too so as soon as they fill up they start to fall off and then they're done and it's awesome and what i really love about it is that uh, once you're done with them, so like you'll have your water balloon fight, which one of my friends recently told me I should do it in the trampoline, which has been a time saver for collecting all of the little mini pieces that break everywhere in my yard. So we'll do it on the trampoline. The kids will have the water balloon fight. And then you pick up all the pieces at the end and you send them back to the company for free so that they can be recycled and used again. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I saw my brother use that last year and I thought it was so cool. And while you were talking, I was going to say, can everyone please remember to pick up the pieces of balloons so birds don't eat them and, you know, so <laughs> protect the animals and the environment. And also when I was walking the other day, I was thinking, is there a way to have environmentally friendly balloons so you can recycle them? That is amazing. Yes, I love it. Thank you. Can you please send me the link for those if you can find the ones you have so that I can put them in the show notes and buy them. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's end with a challenge. You challenge families to let your kids decide what they want to do outside or what they want, where they want to go. It helps build their love of adventure and confidence. And once you give them the reins once in a while, it's just really cool to see what ideas they come up with. Also try saying yes more. And I don't mean like at the store if they want to get a toy, but I just mean like if they want to play, try saying yes more and let them lead the game. I love it. That is so wonderful. Thank Beautiful. you for the challenge. Two challenges. Extra yep. homework today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.